This is Unfilter, episode 78 for December 11th, 2013. Edward Snowden's documents are also disclosing that U.S. and British spies have infiltrated online gaming, specifically World of Warcraft and Second Life. Brian Todd is here with this part of the story. Uh, What's going on? Wolf, uh, apparently, according to these reports in The Guardian and The New York Times, ProPublica, they got documents from Edward Snowden for their information. They say that uh, the NSA and its British counterpart, which is called the GCHQ, have undertaken a massive campaign in the last uh, six years or so, since about 2007, to tap into millions of people playing these online games. These are famous games called World of Warcraft. Uh, Second Life and the Xbox Live console. You and I don't play those games. Millions of other people do. On this week's episode of Unfiltered, the NSA spying scandal is costing U.S. tech giants billions, and until this week, they've remained nearly silent and politely complicit. Now, eight of the largest tech companies have joined forces to push back against government spying policies. Meanwhile, new leaks continue to be published. The latest detail, the infiltration of online gaming communities to conduct massive surveillance of gamers. But don't worry, everything's just fine. The mainstream media is reporting the economy's on the fast track to recovery now, unemployment's down. But we'll discuss the reality of the situation, plus your feedback, our follow-up, and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered. But the fire is so delightful. You know, I don't want to go, so let's listen to Unfilter. Let's go, go, go. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason, and welcome again to another edition of Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you should not be watching. Joining me every week, as always, Mr. Chris Fisher. Hey there, Mr. Chase. This week's episode is packed full of things that are right up your alley. We got gamer scandals. Ah, We got unemployment scandals. Wait, wait, wait. Let me try that again. All right. Say that again. Okay. We got gamer scandals. We got unemployment scandals, and uh, we're going to start with a little Edward Snowden update. And I know you guys are big friends, so you guys are buds. Well, you know, Ed, as I, as I call him. <laughs> yeah, you're bud. You know, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I know he's been snowed under a lot. Oh, wow. And it's you know it's been very, very uh, cold and wintry over there in Oh, hold on, Russia. Chase. Uh, Anderson Cooper is stopping by. Oh, my by. gosh, it's Anderson uh, Cooper, you've, everybody. You've already exceeded your pun capacity for this week's episode. <laughs> wow, right out of the gate, too. Oh, man. Uh, what a week. Yeah, uh, so, totally. you know, it's funny because this could this could just there we could just not talk about the NSA. We could be those guys. No, 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 no and ruin the streak. We are on a I want to call it a rampage now. You, you know there was a, there was lots of great streaks in the world, you know. There yeah. was the 56 consecutive games yeah. uh that the Iron Man played in uh, baseball. Lance Armstrong, he or hitting streak, I should say. He, Sorry. he ran a bunch of races with one ball. Uh yeah, but that, uh, by the way, that they took them all the way But it was a streak with one ball. But they took that the, the, they don't count anymore. Oh, okay. Chris. Uh, did you not get that memo? Well, I still count it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I bet you do. Oh, I hope. Wait, why? I got to So uh, <laughs> one of the things that uh, Eric, oh, Eric Michael O'Neill, does that does that name ring a bell at all? Uh, was he on uh, the comedy show? No, uh, uh, the but Cosby he, show. He has had a streak. We were talking about this. We were talking about Russian spies in the pre-show. Boy, were we talking about Russian spies? Oh boy, man. Well, Eric Michael O'Neill has had a streak of busting Russian spies. Now. Uh, he was born on March 3rd, uh, 1973. He's a former FBI counterterrorism and counterintelligence operative. He is still employed by the FBI, but no, now it's more of like an outreach kind of a position. Uh, he, his work has entitled Investigations and Specialties in uh, Surveillance, and he played a major role in the arrest and conviction and the life imprisonment of FBI agent Robert Hansen wow. for spying on behalf of the Soviet Union and the Russian Federation. So he's got a bit of a name for himself. And Chase, speaking of Ed Snowden, your buddy, your close my buddy, personal my friend, friend. Right, yeah. your buddy Ed, Edward Snowden, he's got a theory that Edward Snowden has been a double agent all from the very what? beginning. What? And since we just started with Wolf, let's continue with Wolf. So this is pretty interesting. So uh, CNN has oh. uh, the first run of this exclusive story about busting. More Russian spies, which we just got done playing in the Unfiltered Supporters show. And we're, it's about like 50 Russian spies. Some of them are diplomats. Some of them are straight up spies. And this guy comes into the situation room. And the way they set this up is literally as the camera's panning on Wolf Blitzer, the guy's walking down to sit down at the desk. He looks like he's completely out of his wits. But Wolf wants to talk to him about these new Russian spies. They've just been busted. He ends up talking about Ed Snowden. Takes Wolf but total by surprise. But Wolf's a player. He rolls with it, dog. Way yo. Uh, yeah. Walking into the situation right now, Eric uh, O'Neill, the former FBI uh, agent who helped bring down a notorious Russian spy, Robert Hansen. He's here to talk about that story and a lot more. You're going to hear it first. So when the U.S. goes ahead and makes all of this public, all this kind of information, what kind of pressure do, does that and, in turn put on the Russians? By the way, information that Wolf is talking about being made public is the fact that we've uncovered these spies. A lot of times when a country uncovers these spies, they don't make a big deal about it yeah, to the media. Big, no, no, no. Well, you wouldn't want to. There's different Diplomatic considerations yeah. to be made. You know, you, you send them back sensitive. to Russia, you shut them down, but you don't make a big push. You don't make a big PR push yep. unless you need to. This public, all this kind of information, what kind of pressure do, does that in turn put on the Russians to follow suit, if you will, and make up stories or maybe find some real stories about U.S. espionage inside Russia? Well, if you think about it, there's back and forth. So we had Edward Snowden, and that was a big problem in Russia, I, I believe, was um, if not behind it, at least complicit in it. Well, wait, let's, let's get a step back. All right, so you say behind it. What do you mean by that? Uh, yeah. I've got this theory, and you can call it a conspiracy theory, that... Uh, now, he's not the first guy to come up with this theory that Edward Snowden has been a Russian spy all along. He's probably the first you know, actual you know, employed you, U.S. official to say it out loud, though. You know, you know what I'm worried about here? Lay it on me, Chase. You, you seem to me... You, we, we've been covering this for a while, and mm-hmm. we've seen the, the U.S. government and media both try to twist... And make Edward Snowden right. out to be many different things. Remember, like, originally, like they really focused on his girlfriend for a while. No, no, no. no. I'm just focus even farther back than that. At the beginning, he was a hero coming forward. Oh yeah. Well, 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 well depending on the news, yeah. Right. And then it was like, oh my god, I, we can't believe that. He, how dare he share this secret? Right. And right. then it, you know all these different angles. And now this, I think this is just the latest more meme. character assassination. Right. An, a, another another In big fact, attack. This guy's going to lay down why he thinks the reasons to, to prove that Ed Snowden might be a spy. And I think we can probably bust almost all of them. I've got this theory, and you can call it a conspiracy theory that <laughs> uh, the the ease with which he he left here, the ease with which he has suddenly got an asylum in Russia may have been uh, aided by the Russian intelligence services. Now, okay, let's start right there. 
remember how he fled? And then there was this whole, like, where's Edward Snowden now? In fact, that was even one of the opening clips of the Unfilter shows. Nobody knew where he was going to go, and all these journalists boarded a plane to a destination that Edward Snowden never went to. They thought he was going to get on that plane. That seat was always empty. There was nothing easy about it, and WikiLeaks representatives flew over to meet Edward Snowden to help him figure out his next move. And then he sat in a Russian lounge for, like, a month before they went you know, back like, and forth you, on his status. You know, like that, that movie that the guy was stuck in the airport for a long period of time? Sure. I mean, come on. So I think but when he says that he easily, he easily was uh, given asylum by Russia, that is a that is a diminutive response to what actually happened. The process was very dragged out. It, you know, it took days and days and days for like any bits of information to come out in between major press conferences. And that was all while he was working with WikiLeaks and Russian representatives through friends there. I mean, to call it easy is definitely shortchanging the situation. I'm, you know, yeah. Okay. He's with which he has suddenly got an asylum in Russia may have been uh, aided by the Russian intelligence services. No, so that's your suspicion. That's my suspicion. Do you have any evidence to back it up? I don't. None. No. Whatsoever, because <laughs> it just, it he, just, he flatly denies anything yeah, along those lines. It walks like a duck, it smells like a duck, and sometimes it's a duck. Would that oh, well. be, a, you, you would guess that a lot of your former colleagues in the FBI would have a similar suspicion. I think so. That there's more to this story than, than uh, he's alleging right now, that he's suggesting. He sure seemed very sophisticated in how he did it, and suddenly he disappeared and he sneaks through China and all sorts of things happen and he's sitting in a uh, an airport lounge and he gets asylum. It's that easy. Now, was he sophisticated or did he just download a whole bunch of PowerPoints on the NSA's intranet and then gave them to a journalist? Because honestly, that's not that sophisticated. That's just unsophistication on the standpoint of the NSA. And when he went to China, maybe China let him go forward because they were trying to show to the world they were trying to show the hypocrisy of the United States. How much damage you think Edward Snowden did to the United untold States? Untold damage. In, when you in, say untold, what does that mean? One of the biggest problems that he did is he uh, created a system where we cannot trust any of those uh, different systems, whether the NSA or, or other intelligence services we put together. So they'll have to be dismantled and start over. Some people- I, I love this claim that we're going to dismantle the NSA. And I also, by the way, we can't trust the NSA, not because they actually are spying on all of us and destroying our rights around the world. No, not because of that, but because we found out about it. And right. that's the damage. Yeah, because we, we found out about it. Yeah, we would have never have known. Never have known. We would have been a, in, oblivious to we what's going just, on. Of course, if None. we never knew they were abusing our rights and spying on all of us, we would have just kept on how, trusting like Chris, dumb sheep. Chris, how dare you know about what is going on behind your back? It how ruined my trust. You? It ruined my trust. How dare you? Different systems, whether the NSA or, or other intelligence services we put together. So they'll have to be dismantled and start over. Some uh-huh. people think you did a service by exposing a, a really aggressive NSA surveillance, which could filter in on American citizens, not just foreigners. Uh, tr- true. So, I mean, that's one. I, I don't subscribe to that. I don't think it's a service because I think that had he really felt passionate about it, had he really felt like he was making change, he might have actually gone, uh, come back and said, OK, I'll go on trial. Let me have my say because I'm right. And, and so- what do you think about this theory? That if Snowden really was interested in forwarding the agenda of the people, that he would have come back and sat down and stood trial and yeah. answered. Do you do you buy into this, or do you believe that he was right in the U.S. is a mad dog country here's, now, here's and i got to get the F out of here? here here's the thing. We've already seen the kind of a world that America's been. Well, look at uh, Chelsea. Chelsea uh, uh, what's your face? Manning. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you really honestly think that Snowden would get a fair say He'd, be, he'd have been crushed when, and locked when, up in when isolation. We, when we already have like a FISA court that rubber stamps things, right. and we have courts that already show 
biases. So you don't buy this argument? Hell no. Mm. Hell he no. might have actually gone, uh, come back and said, okay, I'll go on trial. Let me have my say because I'm right. They won't. They won't. Instead, he ran and, and hid, and uh, who knows what else he's selling out to the Russians. Right now. But that's a serious you know, suspicion that you have, charge that you have, that the Russians... The Russian government of Vladimir Putin was actually running him as an agent when he committed these, uh, whatever he did, uh, yeah, like stealing said, all these, stealing all this information. Exactly. A suspicion, but I would not be surprised if that's where it started. They're that good. Oh, now, I'll, you know what? I want to give him this point. The Russian intelligence services are damn good. Yeah. They might have. Well, I mean, do. it's not beyond... It is not beyond the pale of prospect, but I just I can't I don't know. Well, not not only they're they're damn good, but they're damn hot too. That's true, as we do know. Yeah. Now, uh, Mr. Snowden's rough week continues, uh, Chase. I don't know if you knew this, but he almost became ABC's most fascinating person of the year. Barbara Walters wanted to make it happen, but she got shut down. And every year, Barbara Walters does an ABC special in which she highlights who she thinks are the 10 most fascinating people of the year. This year, that list was expected to include everyone from Miley Cyrus to Pope Francis. But perhaps the most interesting of her picks was Edward Snowden. What? According to the New York Daily News, Walters had a particular fascination with the former NSA contractor. And at one point, she believed he would be chosen as Times, Time Magazine's Person of the Year, as did many other people. But even though Walters originally granted Snowden the top spot on that list, executives at ABC later nixed the idea of giving Snowden that honor. Some people have speculated that the reason he can't take the top spot is because he's not, quote, interviewable. No, no, I know the reason. I know the reason. What do you think it is? I know, I know exactly the reason. What? All right. George Stephanopoulos and the entire... <laughs> <laughs> He's just such a laughable character. You, you love that name, by the way? Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. All right, so uh, we all know that a lot of the crew of ABC News, including George Stephanopoulos, has had access and continues to have access to the White House mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the presidency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, George Stephanopoulos was uh, was on uh, the uh, Clinton's team, right? Right. At, at one time. Right. So how dare you put somebody that is uh, that the administration has already said – that we do not like, you don't make you him, don't do that. You don't do that because you don't do that. because what hap- What does that, what happens, Chris? When you do that, it gives them credibility. No, 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 no. What what else happens? And attention. And no, no, no. You're you're not hitting it. What is it? What is it? You lose that access. You lose oh, the inside you think, access. You think the White House would shut them out if they... Yes. Yeah, yes. I I, I, I'd see that they would lose uh, certain perks and privileges, yeah. like maybe the, uh, their uh, corner studio in the uh, the Pentagon. I they, can see that. They would lose maybe the first or second question at press conferences. So ABC there, was yeah. like, well, no, look, dog, we were totally going to make Ed the man of, or the most interesting person. But they have to be, yeah, interviewable. We couldn't interview him. But well, that's, 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 that's crap. That yeah. ABC, ABC will only pick people they can have access to. Snowden is, of course, currently seeking asylum in Russia and not currently. exactly talking Doesn't he to the press. Have it? He has temporary. But a network no. spokesperson has already refuted that, saying people are fascinating no matter if we interview them or not. Exactly. The most fascinating decision is not made based on who we interview. Thank you. And so why Snowden was snubbed the number one place will remain a mystery. I just told you why. Chase figured it out. Come I agree. On. Uh, so uh, there you go. Uh, however, in addition to Snowden, others were chosen for the most much anticipated uh, list, uh, which Chris include Fisher. Yeah, Chris uh, no. Fisher. Uh, you ready for him? You yeah, ready for the for, official yeah. list? Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, Miley Cyrus, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West. Uh, Wait, all of them so far are entertainment personnel. Prince George, Duck Dynasty. 
<laughs> and of course, Diana Nod, Good Morning America host Robin Roberts, and of course, last but not least at all, Pope Francis. Okay. The majority of all of them are uh, Kim Kardashian. personalities. Yeah. The only the person that I would pick out of that list would be the Pope. Yeah. Pope Francis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh and the number there's no number two on no, that list. No, not really. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Robin Roberts, you know, tremendous story. She how she came back from her cancer and fight through fought through it. But that would be an internal ABC story. Shouldn't be the most fascinating person of the year. Yeah. Uh I definitely agree. goes goes to Snowden. Uh, but obviously, they didn't want to bite off the hand that fed them. And, you know, I don't know if I buy this couldn't interview him aspect of the story either, because uh, the European Parliament is lining up Edward Snowden to give him evidence via video, Skype, uh, later this month. In spite of resistance by British conservatives, the Green MEP has announced that he will be Skyping in to answer some questions. Uh, so Snowden's going to make a video appearance, and I don't know if they're going to record it. Well, wait a minute, but, but Skype, Skype uh, you know, that's as we know, may, and they may not be secure. Well, they're going to broadcast it anyway, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, so uh, that that's your Snowden update. You know, I just yeah. realized when I was putting the show together earlier today, we really haven't given folks an update on what the hell he's up to. And uh, well, since, there are, plus there hasn't been a lot of movement either. True, true. You know, to be fair. But we're about to get into a bunch of more uh, Snowden-based revelations, and I thought it was appropriate to just kind of check in and see what's going on. But before we get to those, yeah. I do, of course, want to thank our Unfiltered supporters this Hello. week. We have some new supporters. Uh, Caleb J. Uh, signed up yes. as an Unfiltered supporter. Chris S. jumped in. And, of course, Robert R. is there, too. Hey, Sigmund V., you're hey, up. Hey, Sigmund. And, of course, David P. Brady L., thank you. And Paul. Uh, and uh, don't forget Thomas D. And Alex. Uh, John, thank you. And Shane. Robert B. And, of course, Alexander. And Eric B. And Fran. Or, what do you think? Uh, Farron. Farron. And Daniel P. Those are our new Unfiltered supporters, bringing us to 288 Unfiltered supporters. That's a lot of bell rings. Not bad. We're trying to get to 333 to make this show profitable. About that mark is where it crosses over from definitely covering for its running costs to actually perhaps making a little bit of money. That's extremely important for this network right now as we are restructuring for 2014. And plus, we'll talk about part of the reasons why a little bit later in the show. Yeah, no kidding. But you know, the great thing about being a supporter, Chris, did you know... That when you become a supporter, not only you're directly impacting the show and you're right. being a part of the network. Keeping us on the air, too. Uh, but we, we also give you some great things. We, we give you a downloadable pre and post show that you could add into your daily commutes, which is great. Yeah. Uh, you get extra clips. Uh, we, we play some music. We, you you share some stories. Par- personal stories. We had a visitor stop by. Two visitors two actually visitors. stopped by doing this And actually, show. Some, uh, a voice that's not presidential, we heard yep. for the first time in a yep. long time. Yep. You really get the complete, full experience. A lot of additional context to the stories we cover happen. We play those in the Unfiltered Supporter Show. Later on, we're going to get to some unemployment stuff. We talk about budget things. A lot of really good stuff shows up in the Unfiltered Supporter Show that we continue to track, like the, the situation bonus. in Iran. Ran, yep. uh, the budget deals and all these kinds of things that are very important and play a play part of the larger context. You get the nitty gritties in the supporter show. But here's here's why you really want to sign up. Next oh, week yeah. is the last official unfiltered support or un- regular uh, unfiltered show for the year. That's it. We're done for this year. No more. We will still continue for the last two weeks of the year to have unfiltered supporter now, only shows. Now, Chris. Why would you take Unfilter away for the last two weeks of the year? Well, because it lands like on Christmas Day <laughs> <laughs> and like New Year's. Like it's just the worst. It's uh, the worst ever. It's awful. But we'll pre-record some supporter show. We'll keep doing the news because here's the here's the truth about following the news cycle. Let's follow it. It is easier to stay on that treadmill than get off for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to keep clipping. I'm going to keep capturing stuff, and we'll roll that into supporter shows. If you want to become an Unfilter supporter, you can get that content. We will have it just for the month of December. The Unfilter only supporter shows. Will 
will be available in the BitTorrent sync share that we offer just to our supporters. You grab that on your mobile device. You can pull down just the episode you want. And on your desktop, you can sync the last five episodes plus and the unfiltered supporter only shows. You know, I, I really suggest this, you guys. Uh, you know, if you celebrate Christmas, uh, Kwanzaa, you know, the new year, however you celebrate with your friends and your family. Definitely Kwanzaa. Take Take Unfilter, okay? Put it on a USB j- well, jump drive. I, I've said this last week. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of you still do the stocking stuffers. Put it on there and just... And you got your, your dad, your uncle, your mom, your Waking sister. The F up. And you know what? If you want to give them something refreshing, uh, a different perspective... Especially an, if they're drivers. An honest, truthful perspective. Say, hey, take this a try. Listen. Do what you think. You don't, you don't have to become a support. Just share it. Yeah. Just share it with yeah. them. And they'll be refreshed and be like, wow, this is this is really good. And you know, in the last couple of weeks, we rolled out some exclusive perks just for our Unfiltered supporters. You get the entire source code to every episode since the NSA story broke. That's episode 54 of the Unfiltered show. Yes. All the clips, the artwork, the notes, the going to making an Unfiltered episode. Tons of good resources. We keep hearing from folks on different ways they're using that. You get a BitTorrent sync share for that. You also get a separate sync share of the last five episodes. Yeah. And you get a newsletter after every single episode that gives you behind-the-scenes info, links to stuff we talk about in the support show and on top of that you get the good peace of mind of keeping us on the air so you can find out how to become an unfiltered supporter by going over to jupiterbroadcasting.com click on any recent episode of the unfiltered show and in the show notes we have the subscribe option right there it's five dollars a month five dollar dollars a month and you keep us on the air and we really appreciate it and you got to compare that with some other things that are out there let's say you might go get coffee at that famous place every day or every other day you might go get that extra burger. extra burger with cheese uh, you, <laughs> and onions. You know, you might go to a, a, a theater, a movie theater, and buy the exorbitant amount of popcorn. That's like one bag of popcorn, it's like thirty okay. bucks, right so, there. So that's you're going out for one night. You, mm-hmm. You're spending five bucks on popcorn <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. Okay. For five dollars, you can get an entire month's worth of unfiltered with yeah. loads of back content. Yep. It's an incredible gift. And Give the gift of unfiltered. You get the supporter show right now, which is clocking in at almost an hour 30. Not quite. About an hour 25 right now as we record Give this. her the gift that she'll never forget. The unfiltered. gift of unfiltered. <laughs> hey, hey. And you know how they say two months salary? Yeah, it's 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 one coffee. That's, That's what one coffee is yeah. all it takes. So uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you to all yes. 288 unfiltered supporters. Go check your inbox. You know, tonight. Chris may thank all 288 supporters. You want to thank the future ones too, Mary? I thank the future ones, but I also want to thank all 309 users that are currently in the chat right. room. That's another great I, way to participate. I also want to say thank you to the thousands who who download and listen yep. and, and like to, to yep. be passive. You know, it's hey, been a that's great, okay. It's been a great year thank for unfiltered. You. No, honestly, thank you, you guys, yeah. because if if no, even if even if you weren't there. I would miss you, but yeah. it makes it more worthwhile. Thank you Thank so you very much. much. Yeah. yeah, and don't forget, the Unfiltered show is live. Uh, we do this on Wednesdays. Gosh, I mean, it, it kind of ch- it, it varies when we start, depending on how big the supporter show is going to be. we're always here Wednesday evening, specific yeah. time. Yep. We're usually around 5, 30, 6 o'clock, jblive.tv, if you want to join us live. And you also get to help name the show. Give the gift of Unfiltered. <laughs> okay, Jay. You like, I should do Give that. the gift of Unfiltered. <laughs> from, from De Beers. <laughs> All right. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, yes. um, why don't we start with, we got a whole bunch of NSA stuff to get through. Uh, we yes. got to start with this gaming stuff. I think this is the stuff that's definitely perked hey, up hey, the ears you know of our what? audience. This, this, is, this is something that I uh, actually talk it's, about. It, it's, it's, it's in your doghouse. It's, it's up my alley. Your alley. Yeah. So the NSA is trolling World of Warcraft and others. This may Trolls. look like your typical battle between Alliance and Horde members <laughs> in the virtual <laughs> World of Warcraft. I see what you But to there. the NSA, this could also be a secret terrorist 
terrorist gathering. <gasps> what? Today, ProPublica reported that the NSA and British spies have infiltrated online gaming platforms like World of Warcraft and Second Life. Not shocked. Looking for terrorists. That's what's outlined in an internal NSA document leaked by Edward Snowden that focuses on games and virtual worlds. The NSA notes, as virtual worlds become more popular, pervasive, and sophisticated, so too will terrorist opportunities to exploit them. Also, games provide attractive communications channels for terrorist groups and sympathizers because in-game conversations often are difficult or impossible to monitor. Mm. And games can supplement field training by familiarizing recruits with the tactics, weaponry, and skills needed to conduct operations. You know, Sorry. like when terrorists exploit the use of giant evil rabbits. Yeah, yeah. Peter Singer with the Brookings Institute found the NSA's concerns laughable telling ProPublica, games are built and operated by companies looking to make money, so the player's identity and activity is tracked. For terror groups looking to keep their <laughs> communication secret, there are far more effective and easier ways to do so than putting on a troll avatar. <laughs> and the NSA's own documents provide zero counter-terror oh. successes what? coming from the agency's online gaming surveillance. Weird. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, big whoops. I, I have a theory. Go, lay it on me. So, so obviously, you know, all right, First off, some of this stuff, obviously, with like World of Warcraft, hence the name World, it is international. Yeah. So, you know, I, I give NSA credit. here. You know what? I'm going to give you're, you're going to be shocked here. I'm actually going to give NSA credit here for actually being a little smart, just a bit, a bit ahead of the curve, a, a bit ahead of the curve. I agree. Uh, because you know what? There are many different avenues that yeah. that people can communicate sure. and, and try to do things. It's possible. It's possible. OK, so you know what? I give them credit for that. All right. They're, they're getting themselves some – I would love to be the NSA Can agent. I interject for a second? Yeah, go for it. Not only is it possible, uh, but if you look back at – you remember Benghazi? Remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, well, the night of the Benghazi attack, uh, Sean Smith uh, was there. Uh, he was an EVE Online player for six years, and it is documented now. We'll have links in the show notes if you guys want to check this out. That he actually used EVE Online to communicate, convert messages with the U.S. State Department. Uh, he said ah, it was the perfect. I think I remember that. People say it's not he, but perfect say it was the perfect cover. Online games like Eve Online provide a pathway of communication between the U.S. government and overseas operative, operatives on nearly secured channels because of the cryptic messages being passed back and forth. So they kind of use code in game. Yeah. The night of the Benghazi attack, Smith was in an Eve Online chat room saying gunfire has been heard, and then he logged off. So there is some perhaps precedence. That U.S. operatives have used online games but, you know, for communication. But, but the thing is, it's not just NSA and CIA. You know, local authorities have been doing this for a very long period of time. You know, going in and and making sure that kids are not being uh, molested sure, and, and being sure, predatorized yeah. because they know that uh, you know older uh, older adults will go in looking for kids playing these games like in Second Life and that sort of thing. Yeah. So these kind of situations are not very. You know, it doesn't shock me. But the, the other thing too is. If you were a quote unquote smart terrorist and you're going to do something bad and evil, yeah. you're probably not going to use World of Warcraft right. or anything like that because a they have some sort of identity. It's got to be like a last. It's got to be like a last, last ditch effort. Like oh man, all our regular communication channels are down. I'm going to log in and give them a coded message. Yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, I give them credit, though. I mean, you know, hey, they're they're looking at all of their options here to to tap into. Now, that being said, Chris, I've been looking for the NSA uh, posting job posting <laughs> for World of no Warcraft kidding, player right? for NSA. <laughs> if they, uh, man, how do you get that gig? How do you Chase? get that gig? No kidding, I would love to. I, have I that just one. feel like, oh, no, I haven't found anything yet. Click, click, and it's click, not click. just World of Warcraft; no. it's Xbox Live too. Yeah, I mean, so now the Xbox Live console network has more than forty-eight million players. How yeah. many people? possibly were unknowingly playing with spies, all of them? Yeah! Uh, it's a great question, and potentially, yes. Uh, we, we, we have a, a great deal of... Uh, I don't remember if this is the wash. So this one of the interesting things that's happening now with these NSA leaks is three publications are posting them, The Guardian, The New York Times, and ProPublica. And this guy, or I'm sorry, I don't know if The New York Times actually was involved with this one. I believe it was The Washington Post. And, and the guy speaking right now, is he is either from the Washington Post or the Guardian. I, I've listened to so many clips, I've kind of got them mixed up, but he's definitely from one of the two. And he would be the journalist at that organization who wrote this piece. A great deal of difficulty determining uh, precisely how many uh, people's uh, online gaming uh, communities were, were infiltrated or, or what, the, uh, what the real exposure was. It's, it's not as simple as, as you know, asking someone you know, lol guys who's seen LQ lately. CNN has not received an on-the-record uh, response to these articles from the NSA, but they do say that their programs are all centered on valid, valid foreign intelligence targets. Now, how the fuck can they know that? If you're in World of Warcraft and yeah. you're just monitoring everybody that's in there, and by the way, yeah. according to these documents, like, it's not just they were, not only do they just have characters in-game, but they actually developed technologies to monitor what other players' activities in the game were so they could spot unusual in-game now, activity. That, he, here's the thing, right? Are, are the NSA, and they probably are, and, and CIA, using, uh, you know, there's a lot of illegal type, I wouldn't say illegal, there are programs out there and I've seen them. I don't use them. I want to really preface this. You're talking I, about like the automators and stuff? Well, automa- not only automators, but there's you know hitbox detection, mm-hmm. the screen hacks, a yeah. lot of different yeah. things that in, uh, that work on local systems right. that, that interrupt the play. And they, you know, companies use punk buster and other things to combat they this. Try, yeah. But you would think if anybody's going to make some sort of screen right? hacking program, right? the NSA can make the best one in the world yeah. and not be detectable. Yeah. I could see that too. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Are all centered on valid, valid foreign intelligence targets have any terrorists to your knowledge actually been caught by doing this and what do you think oh he says it right there yeah Uh, according to the documents released uh, that have been leaked by edward snowden well actually leaked by the publications because obviously edward snowden just did a large dump uh like a poop (laughs) they actually haven't caught anybody not to my knowledge Uh, there's been a a great deal of effort not just by nsa uh but by the u.s central command uh to try and put uh, people pretending to be either gamers or, or you know, people in chat rooms, uh, otherwise seemingly unaffiliated with these groups, chat to try rooms. And, and penetrate these networks. But we, we really haven't. So well, remember, I mean, there, people might be using the chat rooms, but like I said, those are the dumb ones. Those right. are the dumb terrorists. It's actually beyond just World of Warcraft and Second Life and these things. It's just general online communities. Yeah, seemingly it's anything unaffiliated with, the yeah. with these groups to try and. And penetrate these networks, but we we really haven't seen. What about that the NSA that's in our a, chat room now? Uh, these these sorts of online environments led to uh, actual terrorist plots, or or be much evidence of how much intelligence was really usefully collected out of them. And of you course, know, after nine eleven, uh, oh, intelligence God. agencies were fall. I what? know, right? I know. Son of a so now bitch. Tapper is going to just tell us why it's our own fault. We brought this on ourselves. Of course, after nine eleven, uh, intelligence agencies were faulted for a failure. 
of the imagination. Here we are watching them, and they're trying to rectify that. Spencer Ackerman, thank you so much. We, we asked for it. this, so what's your problem? You know, part of me also thinks that there are some pretty pretty smart and creative people that made jobs for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they, they went to their, their NSA boss, and they said, all right, like say you're the boss, Chris, and I come to you and I say, sir, um, you know, I, I understand you mm-hmm. know, we're trying to find very new and innovative ways, uh, but I'd like to uh, bring to you uh, an opportunity, if you will. So basically – Is this going to cost me money? No, well, you're already paying me now, sir. You That's know, true. And, and I'm doing a good job yeah, at it. Yeah. Uh, but I have a, a better thing that we could be doing. I like that. All right. And it won't cost you anything at really? all. Really? Yeah. So as you know, part of the things that I do is I, I play you know a lot of online games. Yeah, you're big into that. Yeah. Well, you must you must realize, sir, that there's a lot of people, millions of people that play online. Wait, millions? Mil. Literally millions. Are there so. terrorists on there? Well, you know that's the thing. We don't know right now. We don't know. What we don't know. I mean, we we got to w- look out for the kids here. We don't so. know what we don't know. So since we don't know, what we can't know. We should act on what we do. know. We should know for sure that we don't know about it. Right. So what we need to do is, you know, sir, what I can be doing is while I'm leveling up my character, I could be keeping an eye on the <laughs> chat room. <laughs> you know, you joke. No, but that's actually, how it happens. There is a contract firm that contact. There's like, hey, look, we got this technology yep, developed. Yep. Um, and by the way, Chase, it ended up so many goddamn spies were lurking in video games that they had to create a matrix so that way they knew when they were spying on each other by accident. So many spies, it seems, that huge procedures had to be worked out <laughs> in order to prevent spies from the U.S. Oh, simply spying on each other. So they I had a disposition it. matrix so that it. way they could identify when they were spying on each other because there were so many... So you... What is this? Hundreds of spies yeah. that are just logged into online games playing these games? Well, that's the thing, sir. You, you see, the way it works is we need to uh, look in depth, right? We need to know what's going on. And the only way by doing that is by having other secret hidden double agents. Well, that's true. I guess there's no other way to get the job done, right, Chase? <laughs> it's unbelievable. So... Um, <laughs> That's online games, and Xbox Live is included with that Second Life, World of Warcraft. Don't forget, you know, Battlefield Four is a training tool for the terrorists. So that guy that frags you might be an NSA agent. Now, what about the? You know what I just thought of? This was just an epiphany just now. What do you got? Do you remember a few years back? I want to say it's probably about ten years now. uh, Someone could probably pull this real quick. America's Army, the video game that's developed for the army. Yes, I do remember that. What if terrorists? Use that game for training. (laughs) Yeah. We will never know. Uh, So there is only one thing that could be more disgusting. Uh Uh-oh. That is if somehow, if the NSA could leverage the tracking cookies of advertising companies. That that would be more disgusting. Oh, no. Today on Capitol Hill. What? That was, a double, that was a, like a double Yeah, it sure was. Thing. And today on Capitol Hill, the chief of the NSA, General Keith Alexander, is fielding questions from lawmakers on the Senate Judiciary Committee. The focus of the hearing is continued oversight of U.S. government surveillance authorities. And it's hearings just like this one that have been a common staple on Capitol Hill since June, since Edward Snowden began spilling the NSA's secrets out in newspapers around the world. The latest secret, published today in the Washington Post, reveals how the NSA is using the same techniques that corporate online advertisers use to pinpoint surveillance targets and to gather intelligence on people's locations. Essentially, the NSA is using Google cookies. Oh! Now, cookies are little packets of data that allow online advertisers... Today, that allow... Oh, oh. 
So you remember uh, uh, how Google just recently got busted on on the iPhone by bypassing that don't enable third party cookies yep, setting? Yeah, we talked about that. Yep. Yeah, and now it's interesting. So uh, Google obviously doesn't intentionally. And and by the way, they talk about Google. It's also any site that has the Facebook like button or the Twitter uh, tweet yeah, button. I have a great uh, plugin that I use on all my browsers. It's called Do Not Track Me. Or Ghostry is a good one too. Yeah, Ghostry is a great one, and it actually will tell you all the different pl- things that are tracking you on mm-hmm. your on your site. So and and so the NSA says, hey, all of these guys are generating a cookie that has a unique identifier for that web browser. Now, mind you, it doesn't say Chase Nunes in it, right? No. It's not saying this is Chase. Right. It's just saying this is web browser 10551927685135025 yeah, hash it, one ABCD whatever, is right? There, is, and there's no IP address associated in there, isn't there? No, however, right. if you're if you're correlating all this information, yeah, yeah, you get it's, that. It's a easy to, you know, They are probably I'm sure they correlate it, right? But yeah. so yeah. so the what they're doing though is if if you if you bring this back to you look at how they've used man in the middle attacks before, they identify who you are through this tracking cookie and then they can decide when they want to redirect your traffic to a man in the middle attack to install malicious software on your Uh computer for monitoring essentially the nsa is using google cookies now cookies are little packets of data that allow online advertisers to uniquely track you and me and what websites we visit in order to tailor online advertising for us cookies are the reason why websites you go to seem to remember you and why if you search for something on Google one day, you'll be hit with ads for that very same thing the next day. Basically, cookies allow for corporate advertisers to spy on your online activity, and they've been doing it for years. And now, we know that this online infrastructure, these cookies set up by companies like Google to allow advertisers to track our online activity, is also being used by the NSA to single out one person's communications data as it flows amongst everything else on the Internet. Today, What's so brilliant of, about this is you can that, decide, yep. you can say, like, you know what, I just want to track this one guy, right? I just want to see what this one guy is doing, and I know this is his tracking cookie, so I will go ahead and put this into our database, and the next time this pops up in the database, go ahead and slot it into this field over here so that way we know we need to install the malware. Right. Not only that, the NSA is using the location data that's embedded in apps on people's smartphones to get a more precise location of where people are. Here too, for online advertising reasons, apps will send unique data about you, like your location, to corporate advertisers. A lot of the time without you even knowing about it. And the NSA is taking advantage of that information too. Now it's not completely clear how the NSA is gathering this data, whether companies are voluntarily sharing it with the or whether the NSA is just taking it, or whether companies like Google are being legally compelled to hand it over through a FISA order. I bet it's a fine blend of both, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Uh, And so the tech, you know, it's been interesting watching this go down. Google has been taking a rep hit on this. Yahoo and Microsoft have also taken a reputation hit on this. But they've been fairly silent. And in their silence, they have essentially granted complicity with these policies. Well, this week... That finally changed. Today, some of the biggest tech companies said government surveillance is undermining American freedom. Usually fierce competitors, they share the same dislike of government snooping. And Bob Orr has a look. Bob? Arguing that privacy rights are being trampled by national security. Eight major U.S. tech uh, companies today told the government to back off. In an open letter to the president and Congress... Google, Yahoo, Facebook, and others said massive surveillance undermines the freedoms we all cherish. It's time for a change. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, 
who spoke at a September tech conference, is and leading the call for more government restraint. Wait, Chris, it's, it's our government's bother? job. Yeah. I thought he's also leading the cause to bring in uh, foreign tech workers. He Man, he's leading a lot of causes. Actually, what it is, and it's funny the way the media does this, is Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg gives one talk, and then they take the clips from that. And, and he's just, leading all these different things? Yeah, exactly. And they sit on them until the topic comes up, and then they roll out the Zuckerberg clip. I'm glad you caught that. That's actually why I use this clip over the other ones. Yeah. It's because of the Zuckerberg moment where they just sit on these Zuckerberg clips. Because I've had these same clips yeah. and I haven't used them because they didn't fit in the show. And I thought, and oh, the of thing course. is, I knew this was from the same freaking presentation. Of, of course. It's obvious. It's, it's our government's job to protect all of us <laughs> and also to protect our freedoms and protect but the economy. But your job right? is and, to and take companies. my data. <laughs> and, um, and I think that they did a bad job of balancing those yeah, things here. Totally. The companies argue the National Security Agency is going too far in the bulk collection of phone and internet data. Well, let's be fair. I mean, these companies are speaking up now because uh, Cisco just announced their uh, Q1 earnings, by the way. Q1 earnings now in November. Wait, uh, wait. our earning Q1 earnings this is November on November 13th. We stated that product orders in China have declined 18 percent in oh. Q1 financial 14, whereas in Q4 financial 13 we reference, we referenced that our business in China had decreased six percent. Cisco attributes this to the fear of buying American products because of built-in surveillance. Yeah. Now, uh, some former presidents have stepped forward, like Bill Clinton, hey. condemning recently the NSA reporting. How's it going? Uh, Mr. Clinton uh, has a quote in here. I don't know. Do you have the show notes at the spot uh, where I, Mr. I, Clinton... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I do. Uh, let me... Like, I, I, I feel I like you could like... read. Uh, so uh, Bill Clinton recently <laughs> condemned NSA reports of collection. Specifically, Bill Clinton had took issue with the collection of economic you know, data. Uh, we, we shouldn't have gathered economic intelligence under the guise of security. <laughs> Not with an ally. That was according to Mr. Clinton in a newspaper where he was interviewed in Rio de Janeiro for and, the Clinton And that's actually how he said it, and you not with... He, there's cadence there. I, I did not spy economically I, on that country. I did not stick the US, <laughs> a USB drive in that computer. I've never seen a computer. I've never been inside a computer. <laughs> I don't even know what is, is. So on Monday, uh, companies that were... This group of companies led by Microsoft yeah. and Google... They presented a plan to regulate online spying and urged the United States to lead a worldwide effort to restrict it. They accompanied it with an open letter in the form of a full-page ad in national newspapers, including the New York Times, and a website dedicated to detailing their concerns, which I have linked in the show notes. The companies involved are Apple, Yahoo, Facebook, Twitter, AOL, and LinkedIn, of course, already joining Google and Microsoft in this fight. You know, we have seen these NSA is, documents. Is, is this lip service, though, man? I God, mean, it feels like it, dude, because, first of all, the fact that Microsoft is leading this up, Microsoft was the first company to join the prison program. Yeah. They were, take our data. They were the first. Go, go for it. It's all yours. Um, and the fact is, they must, it, the Xbox Live system is so locked down. It is so controlled. That, that is its biggest criticism, right? Is it is a, It is a controlled ecosystem, the Xbox Live. So they must have let the NSA in. Because they're monitoring Xbox Live chats. They're monitoring Xbox Live messages. The NSA is. Microsoft must have enabled that. But now it's going to be a little bit different, obviously, because now there's Skype uh, integration with that as well, right? That just makes it more dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's more disgusting. Um, So we'll see what happens. Uh, They say that the balance in many countries has tipped too far in the favor of the state and away from the rights of the individual. But you can't help feel like the only reason they're even... I mean... How about you bastards complained back in 2007, 2008? Because, Chris, they couldn't. 
see, here's the thing, right? Remember, we talked about this. We, we, what we don't know is what we don't know. Right. They couldn't. Because they would have been considered. Um, but to be fair, what if some of them, uh, what if certain aspects of, you know how big organizations are. One side doesn't know what the other side's doing. Sure. What if this, the side didn't know what was going on, so therefore they couldn't complain about what was going on? Well, And, and before, the side that knew what was going on couldn't say anything because of confidentiality. All right, I'll play devil's advocate. So say I'm Microsoft's representative, right. legal representative, legal counsel. Yeah. If I would have said something prior to the Edward Snowden revelations, I probably could have gotten in trouble because I would have been blowing the whistle on a program that oh, was for national not, security. Not only that, so what would have happened? You would have gone to court, they would have thrown your butt in jail and called you a terrorist right. for sharing that well, information. And, and look what happened to Yahoo. They went to court. Yahoo fighted it uh, privately. Um, yeah. And then they said, no, what? The court said, you do have to comply. And if you don't comply, now your ass is going to jail. Yeah. And Yahoo went ahead and complied. Yeah. And Marissa Meyer said on stage at TechCrunch that I would have been, you know, considered espionage if I had come out and said, not espionage. What did, what did she call it? Um, I, I don't remember. Uh, I can't remember either. But it was like it would have been like you are breaching national security. Yeah. It, it just also though at this time it, it feels a little bit, a little bit like a PR move on their point. I, a little bit. Am I just being cynical? It's not that far fetched. Tell me, I'm being cynical. No, I want to believe that these companies want to fight for us. Well, you know, there's a part of it. There's a part of it because of, look at the chain of events, right? But that being said, this is this has been what now six months mm-hmm. since the revelations mm-hmm. and stuff, and I don't think it's hurt too much of their uh, overall consumer bottom well, line. Yeah, I mean, you got you got now you have Cisco saying, you know, straight up the NSA revelations are hurting our sales. But in it's China. starting it's starting to hurt other secondary businesses. Of course, they've all uh, they've all uh, they've uh, they've fucked the United States of America over a barrel for the last thirty years, and now that they've mm-hmm. now that they've managed to drain us of every life bit savings we have, they have to go exploit other countries. So of course they're going to complain when they can't make sales there. But I thought Jeff Jarvis on uh, this week in Google today. He made an interesting point, Chase, and I want to get your opinion on this. He said the tech companies today, like Google and uh, Microsoft and Apple and Yahoo and Facebook, they are the nuclear engineers of the past, where they are creating a technology that can devastate and harm humanity. And it is now within their responsibility to push back on the federal government and say, look, this is a new type of technology that can be abused, but can also be utilized for the greater good, like splitting the atom. Right. Do you agree with that analogy? Yeah, absolutely. There's there are some incredible things that these companies have done and will continue so to do. Back back then, before we dropped the atomic bomb on Japan, there was a group of scientists that wrote a letter that eventually got held up. It didn't make it to the president, but they were writing a letter to the president that said, "Don't drop the bomb. Don't do it. Don't use this technology." Don't do it. Now, this is something what I thought was interesting about these tech companies is they're in a sense taking it to the people. They're buying a full-page ad in the New York Times and other newspapers. Well, the, one of the – it's kind of a reverse of show me the money, right? They're, they're using their power and money to take the message against the government because they know that the only way uh, – right. one, one of the only ways that you're going to be able to fight these kind of things is getting people behind your cause. This is what actually, in my opinion, gives it some legitimacy is the yeah. fact that they are – trying it appears to raise public awareness of the situation which the only reason to do that is to really put legitimate well, pressure on the government well there is one connection that i always want to make with these kind of things since these are publicly traded companies is i would always want to show me the money and take a look at the stock price before and after these kind of things occur show me the money! you know you're when right you, when you when, if these messages are timed 
you know, you got to be see how they're timed. You know, are, are, is there a fiscal report that's going to be due in a couple of weeks? Uh, an earnings report. You know, things like that. And then you look at the history before and after these announcements. And sure, some of these companies get bumps. Some of them get drops. And so, you know, that's something that I would want to look at and see if that's the case. Did they put this out there because they see that their stock is beginning to slip or maybe their earnings reports are slipping? Now, here's the other thing to think about, Chris. Maybe the earnings are slipping because of what the NSA has done. That's what I think. So they are pissed off. Uh, But it's hard because – of their history, it's really hard to trust. Uh, so it's something that we would have to look at. I agree. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I hope they move the needle. I a mean, here's bit. the thing. You know, we we use a lot of their products. Oh I mean, yeah, we, we do. Both sides. I mean, yeah. yeah we, we 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 definitely come down and we get pissed off about what they do. But that being said, we hope, just like Google said, you know, do no evil. We <laughs> we hope that you know what. Better heads will prevail and get through and do it. Coming to you live right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I hope you're right, Chase. Well, this is one of those things we'll just have to take a look and track. I mean, that's really the best thing we can do at this point. Are you ready to shift gears from the NSA? Oh, boy. I, I know what's coming up next. <sighs> and uh, breaking news right here in the unfiltered newsroom, Chase. Of course, the unfiltered show is always breaking news. We Break don't want it. you to read The Verge. We want The Verge to read us. Where'd you get that from? Oh! <laughs> uh, so oh. let's start with a growing debate over extending unemployment benefits. Well, one of the biggest obstacles to a budget deal in Washington is a possible extension of jobless benefits. Many Republicans oppose it. But President Obama and other Democrats say extending the benefits is good for not just those struggling families, but for the overall economy. Listen to this. I do support unemployment benefits for the 26 weeks that they're paid for. If you extend it beyond that, you do a disservice to these workers. If Congress refuses to act, it won't just hurt families already struggling. It will actually harm our economy. Mm -hmm. Unemployment insurance is one of the most effective ways there is to boost our economy. A.O. Joining me now is Simon Constable, a columnist for The Wall Street Journal, Vera Gibbons of Financial Planner, Vera, and Melissa Francis, host of Money with Melissa Francis on the Fox Business Network. All right, Simon, so we hear juxtaposing viewpoints on that. On the one hand, we have a report that says it's going to create 200,000 jobs next year if we extend unemployment. And on the other, you have many Republicans who say this is just incentive for people to not get back out there and find a job. What do you think about this logic where uh, extending unemployment benefits... Um, they only encourage people not to get work. And, you know, I want to reflect on this, Chase. 7% is the new jobless uh, rate, lowest in five years. It's more proof the U.S. economy is heating up. According to the latest jobs report, 203,000 people found work in November, and the unemployment rate dropped sharply to 7%, the lowest level in five years. Add to that the fact that the economy grew at a rate of 3.6% in the third quarter, faster than initially thought, and it's no wonder the White House wants more. No one who works on these issues in the administration is satisfied. But analysts warn this warming trend is leaving too many Americans out in the cold. If you're wealthy, you're feeling it. But if you're in the middle and certainly on the lower end of the economic spectrum, you really aren't. Just look at the numbers. While the economy has recovered millions of lost jobs since the Great Recession, nearly 6 in 10 Americans say things are still going badly in the country. That's because in this recovery, there are two Americas. Wall Street is booming, ending the week on a strong note. 
even as fast food workers were marching in the streets for higher wages. This is this is definitely one of the most under-discussed aspects right now, is this massive income disparity between the top and the bottom. And when I say the bottom, I mean everybody, right? And then I mean the top is like the really just the top, like 1% of the people in the United States. And really, this is one of the first times we've seen CNN just come right out and talk about it. I think that is bad. I think I deserve more. President Obama acknowledged this week fixing that disparity is a top priority. I believe this is the defining challenge of our time. But Republicans argue the president should look in the mirror. Under President Obama, our country has fallen into what I'll call a new normal. <clears throat> Slow economic growth, high unemployment, stagnant wages. The people on the streets right now are protesting because they want that higher Boehner, minimum wages. Right? Yeah, and I would say what we – it's interesting, you know – How- Go ahead. I am. I'm sorry. I'm really biting my tongue to wait till these clips right. are finished because I mean, when he says this, I the, have a lot to say. When he says this, the new normal. I think this is the end result. How, I'm gonna. Say, I want to say this one thing. How can Boehner, on one side of the coin, mm-hmm. say that? Oh, the the president is stagnating. Uh, play. Can you play that last part real yeah, quick, and sure, I can re- sure. address what that. I'll call a new normal: slow economic growth, high unemployment, stagnant wages. So he says that. He says those lines, and then on the other hand, on the on the freaking same body, the other hand, he he doesn't want to extend uh, unemployment benefits. Right, right. He wants the the president to come to him so, so they can work something out. Uh, I, I'll wait. What I'm I'll call wait. a new normal: slow economic growth, little. high unemployment, stagnant wages. The people on the streets right now are protesting because they want a higher minimum wage. Which they're the saying they're supports. not feeling it. The fact is, the president has long supported Carney. policies and continues to support policies, and has taking action on policies that go right at this issue. Uh, that work is not done. And there was one small glimmer of hope uh, for bipartisanship on the economy. President Obama called for an extension of the unemployment benefits by the end of the year. And after hearing that, House Speaker John Boehner said he will take a look at it with the way things have been going here in Washington uh, lately, Wolf. That almost qualifies as a holiday miracle. <laughs> what I'll call a new normal. Slow economic growth, high unemployment, stagnant wages. I think this is the end result of Reaganomics. I think what we are, you and I, in our 30s, get the fucking benefit of Reaganomics from the early 80s. And, and, and I will grant you, there was a lot of boons that the, community got, that the country got to see yeah. as a result of Reaganomics. But now here we are at the end result. And the problem is, is the Republicans are still using Reaganomics as their platform to get them elected. And all of the presidential hopefuls on the Republican ticket are all just essentially parodying the same crap. Welcome back to Hardball. If conservatives like Senator Rand Paul get their way, unemployment assistance will be cut to as many as 1.3 million Americans at the end of this month. Merry Christmas to them. Anyway, the federal program that provides benefits to the long-term unemployed is set to expire at the end of this year, and there's little appetite from the right to extend it. Here was Rand Paul just yesterday explaining what his problem is with the program. I do support unemployment benefits for the 26 weeks that they're paid for. If you extend it beyond that, you do a disservice to these workers. There was a study that came out a few months ago, and it said if you have a worker that's been unemployed for four weeks and on unemployment insurance and one that's on 99 weeks, which would you hire? Every employer, nearly 100 percent, said they will always hire the person who's been out of work for weeks. Here's what Rand Paul is saying. He is saying if you are unemployment, the longer you are on unemployment, the less likely you are to get a job because employers want to see people who have been on 
less and less unemployment. You know, that's that, that's not that's not entirely accurate. Well, and what kind of logic? It's circular logic. So let's cancel unemployment benefits because the longer you're on unemployment, the less likely you are to get hired. So therefore, we should cancel your benefits. I don't get the logic there. All right. Are you ready for me? Lay it on me, brother. Uh, can you play my awesome bumper? Oh, yeah, you bet. You know what really grinds my gears? Uh, hearing politicians and so-called experts who are rich talk to me about unemployment. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that in a nutshell. Um, and for for those of you who have been following this show for a long period of time, know that I am currently out of work. Oh, um, I've been out of work since June, June of this year. And uh, one of the awesome members of the Unfiltered community uh, created a website, uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, called DoesChaseHaveAJobYet.com, right. which answers the question, right. how long I've been out of work <laughs> and if I have a job. Oh, boy. Now, here's the thing. When I was uh, laid off, and, and I was laid off and uh, you know was without work, I, uh, along with lots of fellow Washingtonians and Americans, went to the uh, state unemployment website and applied for unemployment. I was eligible based upon my work history. I worked for a company for over 10 years uh, and based upon my salary. You should just say the company now because I think people will be interested. I I worked for the Nielsen Television Ratings. Yeah. Which and, is really interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know, I hooked up equipment. And by the way, it was not an NSA front company or anything hey, like that. Hey, Chase. Yeah, is it an NSA front company? No, it's not. Oh, uh, but now here's some misnomers, and here are some things that I want to I want to set the record straight. Uh, this and this is one of the things that Chris, I believe, knows that I'm pretty credible, and I know some of you may feel that I am or I am not. But I'm going to tell you the, the the truth here. Okay, as soon as I was eligible for unemployment, it's actually the day. After I freaking cried my heart out and was so upset about what happened, mm. um, I got to work, literally got to work on finding a new place to go. Now, the state of Washington requires that I have three qualified job searches or interviews per week right? to, to get the benefits. My wife played that for a while. And they also require you to go to an orientation. She kept logs. I mean, she really there, worked at trying to find a there job. There are things. Yeah. So the state of Washington granted me a maximum of 26 weeks, or basically you get this pool of money, mm-hmm. okay? As soon as I ran out, which I ran out approximately a month ago yeah. of state funds, right. I was eligible for a federal, federal extension. Federal extension. Okay. So what happens is, depending upon each state's individual unemployment level, the federal government will give that state X amount of dollars right. based upon that. Yeah. All right? And they, they give it to you in different tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is basically you're getting the same amount of money that you were getting before. Tier two, there's a percentage uh, pulled away. And in tier three, there's another percentage pulled away. All right. So here's the deal. I have money. I have uh, uh, a bank of money that they give me that unemployment stipend okay. from. Okay. okay. Do, you, so, do you know what it is? Yes. Yes. I get a statement. So you know like it's kind of like a, like a countdown clock. Yeah. It's essentially a countdown clock. But here's the thing, right? So these funds are being given to the state based upon the state's unemployment level, and those funds, as we all have been hearing, are set to end, expire on December twenty eighth. Even right. if I have extra, even if I have money in that pot, and 
It and doesn't what, matter. Payments stop. What's interesting about that is, and the reason why it's in today's show, is this budget deal that we covered more in the supporter show, but the budget deal that was reached today between Patty Murray and Paul Ryan, uh, which everybody's going is on board with, does not extend no. unemployment benefits. So one thing I want to touch on is this. And Mr. Rand Paul sitting in your your beautiful Washington area uh, apartment or house or wherever you're staying at when you're in office and you're in session over there and you also have probably your, a pretty nice condo. right and you also get your your, your perks you you get your your Congress well, workout. Let's facilities. just be honest. Rand Paul would not be saying these things if he wasn't probably going to run for president in 2016. Right. And there are some things that you know I've agreed with Rand Paul, but I want to be yeah. very specific I, here. I have too. About this issue, this particular issue. Okay. The way that they imply that, you know, being on unemployment uh, uh, makes me want to be more lazy. Oh, or, I or, know. Or, or imply that, you know, I, I, you know, this extended unemployment doesn't help me. I want to, I want to tell you guys, I look every single day. I network. You just went every, to an interview today. I had an interview today. Yeah. I network every single day. Yeah. Uh, I make connections. I apply for work. And the one thing that bothers me is him saying, you know, if you extend it beyond that, you do a disservice to these workers. Well, let me tell what you. What kind of crap is that? Let me tell you, Mr. Paul, and I know you're not listening to me, but I don't give a shit. Listen to me. You're not doing a disservice to me. You're helping save my house. Right. You're helping save. You're saving an American citizen from filing for bankruptcy. And, right? lose, and, like, lo- and losing everything I've ever tried think to about, freaking accomplish. Look at all these people who've worked their entire lives to buy their house, to buy their two cars, whatever it is. And now, because the banking scheme falled out underneath everybody in 2008, all they have to keep the bare, bare minimum alive is this unemployment check. And because you want to be president, you jackass, you throw it all out the window and you throw these people under the bus. Well, what's, what's worse about it, man? I'm sorry. What's worse about it is, you know, I'm, you know, that I'm also involved in in tech, Mm -hmm. in the tech industry. Right. And so on the same side where you have the the government saying, well, you know what? Well, employers don't want to hire you because you've been out of work too long. That's not true. It's not about being unemployed because I'm on unemployment. Employers are afraid to bring workers on the longer they've been out of unemployment because they feel they've lost training. Skill set is declined. Skills and training. Yeah. And actually today, during the interview, the employer, well, he goes, wow, you've been out of work for a while. Oh. What have you been up to? And I'm like, well, you know, I've been working. Do you feel the need to demonstrate like, no, look, I'm staying current. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why I tell him, you know, I still do my, I, go, I do my Geek Gamer stuff to keep me up to date, keep right. me current, keep me right. uh, edged and ready to go. That is a unique thing for you, though. Not everybody has a podcast network where they're covering the weekly tech events every single right. Week. and keep what keep up what's going on and so uh these, these kind of things here's what's let me tell you the truth you guys here's what's going to happen to me on december 28th if the federal government doesn't get their ass together which they probably won't i have no faith in them merry christmas what's going to by the way my wife's birthday is on december 29th <laughs> oh man okay oh, yay yay happy, happy birthday honey <laughs> Love you. So here's what's going to happen to me. Now, somebody, you know, I've always preached on the show about uh, uh, personal responsibility, right? You know, being responsible for your own actions and doing your own thing, preparing for yourself. All right. So, guess what I've done, Chris? You know what I've, you know, I've done in my entire life. I don't have, I don't have debt. The only piece of debt that I honestly do have is my house. I don't have credit card debt. 
I own my vehicles, okay? You know, I, I've been personally responsible. I've have a, a nest egg, if you will. I have 401k. All right, so I have that sitting there from my old employer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which has been rolled over, so financial people don't don't stress. And <laughs> and then I had a what I call a fuck you fund. Yeah, that's when the when the when the company you work for stabs right. you in the back. Yeah, you have something to fall off of. Right. All right. So, so you get your you get you've been taking care of business. So so it's not like it's not like you know I'm depending on the federal teat, and without them I won't survive. Here here's what's going to happen on December twenty eighth. That income, and by the way, my wife is working, but we are a two-income household. <laughs> Dude, my, everybody is pretty much right. these days has to become a two-income household. So here's what's going to happen. Eventually, my savings are going to run out. Right. Then the next step is we're going to have to leave our house. We're just going to have to walk away from it, which means I'll have a, a debt. Uh, I'll have uh, the house will get short-sailed. I'll have X amount of dollars put against my credit, which right now is perfect. I'll lose my clean credit, okay? Yeah, which uh, sucks big time because then that disables your ability to get loans, to get things that need you need to get in the place, right. things you have to line up to get financing to sort of close that gap. Yeah. Um, Laser Mike, 26 in the chat room, asks me, am I underwater? Yes, I am underwater in my home, okay? I well, did, who isn't right yeah, now in the housing market? I, I, now, granted, uh, thanks to some federal programs, I was able to refinance my house good, to, a, good. A, a, but to a more reasonable rate. But that reasonable rate still doesn't matter if I don't have a job. Right. Okay? Right. Now, some people may ask you, well, Chase, you know, you could just go flip burgers. You could go do this. The problem is a lot of those places will not even hire me because they know that as soon as I get something else, I'm out the door. Right. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's one of those things. So, that's, very, that's a very good point. So, and, you know, so uh, Mr. Ryan, for you to imply that being unemployed uh, is a disservice to me and, the, and these federal funds are a disservice to me, I understand there are people out there that take advantage and sit there on their asses and they don't do anything. But Chris has known, known me for the past couple of years that that is not my no, style. not at all. And, 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 and I truly believe part of this issue is because companies are intentionally not hiring qualified yeah. workers because they want to be cheap. And they, they want to... Wanna- they, they want, want to push the immigration reforms for so they can get indentured like servitude, like, like Mr. Facebook does. Right, right, exactly. So, <laughs> so that way, when that way, your that way, your your uh, your staying in the country is dependent on your employment, and then they have the ultimate power of position. You know, Chase, I look at this whole thing. It's, let me oh, go I'm, ahead. I'm go ahead. Wrap this go up. ahead, man. I, I mean, this. Topic, I got. I got to play the end clip. So I go know. ahead. I mean, this this topic today. I mean, there, there's a lot of things I've been biting my tongue about. Okay. And I'm not trying to share this sad, soppy story uh, to. And I, I see some people in the chat room that are, are reaching out, and you guys are awesome for that. But that's not the purpose of this story from me. The purpose it's, of this story, honestly, here, let me just say this: it's hard for me, Chris. It you, really is because honestly it, it, chased, honestly, it fucking pisses me off to see what the government is doing to me. You and I'm trying so fucking hard. You are a quali- Yeah, you are absolutely Ugh. qualified for a tech support, tech job, uh, a customer position, online media position. Overqualified. 
I would say. In fact, if Jupiter Broadcasting was in a position to hire people, Chase would be on the short list. And I'm not even just saying that because he's sitting right next to me, along with Bill Clinton. I really mean <laughs> that. And so, and I, I have never known more qualified people. I have friends who are so much better than the jobs that they are at right now. They are better than those jobs. Like, you know, in, and I don't mean that in a small way. I mean that in a big way, but they are forced to take those positions. And I'll tell you what I think it is. I think part of what Rand Paul is tapping into is this old Reaganomics philosophy. And and honestly, I wish Linux King was in here. That way he could be kicking my ass because I feel like, to tell you the truth, they want to sweep all of it under the rug. Let's get all of these people off of the unemployment. That way they're off the grid. They're that's, off the record. That's, that's We're not the, reporting that's them. That's the other fucking thing, Look, right? the economy's doing great. It's 6.5%. Here, no, no, here's what's, all of these people Chris, have jobs. Uh, We're doing good. Don't no, look over you're here. You're right, because here's what's going to happen. If, if this lapse occurs, okay, there's going to be a significant uptick I'm sorry, downtick in unemployment numbers. Of course. And the reason why is because it's – They fell off the system. I'm not going to be counted anymore. Right. I, I don't, I'm not significant anymore. You're in no man's land. And, and not only that, that means I'm a fucking loser. That right. means I, I – uh, you know, I didn't try they hard enough. They patronized too. They patronized the unemployed. Go get a job. There was a viral video about a Californian in San Francisco telling somebody to go live in a different city because the city's too expensive. Go get a job, you hippie. Go live somewhere where you can afford to work and – and live and it was fake it was fake it was set up because they want to set up this class difference between the unemployed and the employed and the people who are unemployed are not worthy they don't deserve our sympathy because they're not trying hard enough they're mentally disabled well it's bullshit it, it is. is crap and it is a system set up to shame those people that way we can all move forward and pretend like everything's working just fine and this fake economy propped up by 85 billion dollars worth of bond purchases a month we can all pretend like it's working the system's working just fine Obama's done a great job nothing to worry about 2016 is going to be an amazing year for the united states of america we're a world power yes we have this massive inequality between the people who make money right now currently today and today the normal between the ceo and average person's pay difference is 354 times the average ceo makes 354 times more than the average worker does now do not tell me they cannot afford to hire more people 354 times more than the average employee makes they're not hiring because they want those profits for themselves and they want to brush all of it under the rug. You have a great example of this. You got Boeing right now talking with their machinists union to try to build the 777X yeah. here in Washington right State. Right here in our backyard. And one and these are one of the things that I do agree with the union on is that when you have the CEO of Boeing making 30 million dollars a year. <laughs> Thirty million a year. It's gross. And then you have, and, and the, the company's making record profits. And then they come to the workers and they say, "Hey, look, uh, we want to cut the starting wage for mm -hmm. new workers. Mm -hmm. We want to do this and we want to do that." You know, the gap is getting larger and larger to the point where you know companies are losing the respect to know that. They wouldn't be where the right. fuck they are well, who were, if the workers weren't there. If they distinguish the working class, if they destroy the middle class, what are they going to depend on? What see, cogs are they going to have see, in their machinery? And what also bugs me here is, you know, you got people, and I understand why. Here's the thing. I understand why they're doing it, but I believe they're doing it in the wrong way. And they, these are the people. I believe they depend on globalization. They believe no. globalization will save them and they can spit on the American well, worker. Well, what I was going to say is the worker, uh, the person who's working fast food wanting Fifteen dollars an sure. hour. Yeah. See, the the thing is, I understand why they're fighting for that, but they're they're doing it in the wrong way because 
in my opinion, those kind of positions and jobs were never, never meant to be long-term employment right. deals. Right. They, were, they were meant to be skill builders. No kidding. So, for example, when you're – I worked at McDonald's in high school, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a high school job. Part, part, part of the deal of working at McDonald's is to give you cash handling and customer service experience. Right. So it's when, not it's not a long-term it's adult never, job. It's never meant to be. And let's be frank. It's going to be replaced by technology. Well, well, I mean, I, I, you know, on that streaming box thing, by the way, which is awesome, I've, I've got – by the way, we should wrap, wrap – uh, okay. hit, the, hit the sound bumper real quick. Oh, Oh, okay. All right. Hold on. This is officially... And that, people, is what grinds my gears. Tom? Um, it's being replaced. The, the, the basic worker is being replaced. Uh, I, I saw a commercial for a, a gas station chain called Sheets, uh, <laughs> and... The, 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 the commercial is these kids are in the gas station wanting some late night snacks and they touch the buttons on this panel and, and they get the food that they want right. instantly delivered oh, to I've them. Oh, I've seen that on UST. I saw that on yeah. the supporters thing yeah. we told supporters so, about. So now only. they don't even <laughs> need to talk to anybody. The food's just given yes. to them and they're and, done. And the whole ad is about the fact that the fast food restaurant has no people. Yeah. You just push the button on the touch screen and yes. the machine makes the food. So <coughs> one, <coughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it, it is like, hey, by the way, you got your service industry jobs now. Well, Enjoy them while you got them, folks. So there's a couple questions I want to address with the chat room. Uh, I know if you're listening to the show, you're not seeing these questions. But a lot of people have said to me, hey, Chase, why don't you uh, uh, take a lesser job that you're overqualified for? I hear that all the time. Or or why don't you uh, go to a temp or contract and take those jobs? Hey, man, you could at least flip burgers until you find a job. First off, I can tell you I've applied for literally probably 10 different uh, online sites and temp jobs. You know, Yo.com, Dice, uh, 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 (laughs) K-Force. I could go on and on and on. There's so many that I've applied for, but they don't get back to me. not because I'm not skilled for, but the, but, but there's so many fucking people right. that are in this industry right now in this area. Now, the other thing, too, um, is people are saying, well, hey, Chase, maybe you should go back to school. Hey, Chase, go back to school. Maybe – and you know, no offense, Guajaro in, no, in chat room. Full offense intended. <laughs> But he goes, well, you could definitely get any certs that you can. Now, I understand oh, certif- certificates, <laughs> certifications are great and all. They're great and all. But, but Chris, first, first, they cost money to take. Yeah, they do. They And the prices aren't getting any cheaper. Yeah. And, you know, I've... Instead I've, of paying for a certificate, I'm sorry, I like to pay for my light yeah, bill. Yeah, Chase, I've personally been in the Matt position in one of, of those hiring too. tech folks. And I will tell you, uh, I, the, I look at the certs and they do not count for anything for me. Now, I'm not saying that's true for every hiring yeah. person. But for me, it's just it honestly bugs me when I see fucking politicians stand up there on the pulpit. They speak speak at their microphones and they they feel like they know what they're doing is they're posturing for business. Yes, they're up. Yes. Both Republicans and Democrats are up there because that's who pays their wages. Well, yeah, they get pays their wages, uh, pays for policy, uh, pays for 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 their reelection campaigns. Exactly. You know, those finances them. Yes. Remember, I say it all the time on this fucking show. Show me the money. Follow the money. Because because I mean, granted, yeah, you have your percentages of low percentages of politicians who actually give a shit about their constituents. I don't even know if those people exist. Some of them do, but they're in small markets, so you don't even care about. We don't get to hear about them from, uh, you know, podunk South Utah. You know, no one cares. No one cares. That's true. Should we let Rand continue? There was a study that came out a few months ago, and it said if you have a worker that's been unemployed for four weeks and on unemployment insurance and one that's on 99 weeks, which would you hire? Every employer, nearly 100 percent, said they will always hire the person who's been out of work for weeks. When you allow people to be on unemployment insurance for 99 weeks, allow, you're allow. causing them to. 
Yeah, because they're allowing you. Yeah, chase. you know, and, and that's the other thing too. Like, uh, like I, I want to be. Yeah, I want to be on unemployment. This, sure. This is part of the Fuck you. This is part of the mind framing where they shame you by framing the viewer's opinion to think that they're allowing you. You are electing not to take jobs. Yeah. You are electing yeah. and you are enjoying the the luxury of an extended vacation. Chase. Any, anybody who follows me on Twitter and all those other social media aspects. I took a picture today with our with, with our good president, Mr. Clinton. President Clinton. And I'm dressed really nice today. You know, I had a good interview um, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But that being said, it's one of those things. No, where- you're enjoying your vacation. <laughs> you're causing them to become part of this perpetual unemployed no, you are, uh, you group in our, in our you economy. You are. You anyway, are. Anyway, Senator Paul thinks the government is doing a disservice, as you just said, to those unemployed workers by providing them benefits, implying. Oh, hold on. I just want to point out. Here's the thing. You know what? You know what? I, I might get blasted for saying this. I don't, I don't give do a it, shit. Do it, buddy. Do it. I don't sh- You know what? You can take away my unemployment tomorrow. You can take it away tomorrow if you would fucking change your, your employment mm-hmm. policies for companies mm-hmm. and taxes. Here's how you get jobs back here in the U.S., mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Real simple. Instead of letting companies jump through all these fucking loopholes mm, to go God. to put their money with in, the immigration, uh, with immigration, and like put your money in Dudes. different in offshore accounts and, right. and shuffle it, and and so a lot of the these Irish double places, sandwich, they don't have to, <laughs> they don't the have to sandwich. put money back into the economy and taxes. What you do is you give companies, you know, like for example, the state of Washington. What are they doing? They're giving Boeing a nine right. billion fucking dollar right. tax break right. Right. to build the plane here. Why? Because the the state of Washington is smart enough to know, hey, if Boeing builds the planes here, they're going to be jobs here. Hello, and, everybody. And, jobs, Jace. And guess what that means? That means money coming back in the local economy. Yep. So what the fucking federal government should be doing is instead of letting companies go and offshore and push their money oh, outward, I know. they should say, you know, we're going to give you a tax break if you do stuff here. I and know. if you do stuff here, guess what that means? We can reinvest in our fucking selves. Here's the thing is they've spent us. They've spent the United States of America and these companies, which, by the way, run the government, don't want it. They lose the incentive to go out and get a job. But the reality is different. Recent studies show people don't reject new jobs because they're receiving benefits. Those benefits account for half or less of their previous salaries. Former Utah governor and Republican presidential candidate John Huntsman responded to Senator Paul this morning on Morning Joe. This is language that's suitable for the Republican primary, uh, plain and simple. This isn't the language that's good for all Americans and that gets us closer to solving the problem. Well, President Obama also used his weekly address this Saturday to highlight what's at stake here. If members of Congress don't act before they leave on their vacations, 1.3 million Americans will lose this lifeline. They're paid vacations, by the way. These are people we know. They're our friends and our neighbors. They sit next to us in church and volunteer in our communities. Their kids play with... You know, I mean, I respect that Obama is trying to make clothes. But you know what? It's too little too late, man. So much is. It really is. History is going to look back at this time and say that while... President Obama was in office. The income disparity was so massive. It was. It's more massive than it was before the Great Depression, and he didn't do anything. But it's not so just this that. This is lip service. Yeah, it's lip service. But not only that, he this deadline has been known. December twenty eighth has been known right. for a for right. I don't know a year, Mr. And this, President. And, this, and now you're just coming two weeks before Christmas because it's very political of you right. to come on right. the weekly address yep. and yep. say, you know, we need to get. By together. the way, yeah, yeah, this yeah. income gap has been known. For has been well documented since Clinton's presidency. This is nothing new. It continued through the Bush presidency. It continues through Barry's presidency. This is all him just attempting to frame his legacy. They're our friends and our neighbors. 
They sit next to us. And also, I like the description of don't. It's like treating the unemployment like they have leprosy. They're just like us. They have friends. The unemployment even has family. These are people we know. Yeah, we know They're them. our friends and our neighbors. They're good they people. They sit next to us in church and volunteer I'll, in our communities. You know what? I give, I give the, cr- play- the president discredit, okay? At least he's not trying to characterize the unemployed as lazy motherfuckers. No, okay. but I, I give them that. But isn't even just making the disclaimer that they're just regular people that go to church and have families. They actually have sexual organs. <laughs> and if they fuck... They can reproduce. They stick penises in vaginas. And if they go to church, they can worship the same Lord you worship. It's we're incredible. All, hey, Chris, we're all made of the same DNA. It's amazing. We're the unemployed, all together. Chase, the unemployed are just so brave. And volunteer all in our together. communities. Their kids play with our kids. And they include 20,000 veterans who serve this country with honor. Of course, the veterans. I mean, at least he could mention the veterans. Uh, I sit at this as somebody who's looked at the situation we're in. I've created my own company, started my own business, and I am not necessarily making it, <laughs> if you could define it as that. But my God, I recognized that the tech the tech industry, and specifically the consulting aspect of the tech industry, was being completely, totally cannibalized by all of the policies by all of the restrictions, well, it's becoming, by all the regulations, and of course yeah. immigration. And, it's and becoming, I started yeah. this network because of that. And it's becoming cheaper and cheaper for these companies because of a tax policy, uh, because of philosophy and culture to take that money and spend it overseas because it's cheaper. Because the American government, honestly, some of it, it, it they kind of push them that way. Yeah. Because you know you got to do what you got to do to survive. You know that's what yeah. they're doing. Look at Apple with like billions of dollars over overseas, right? Every and, company billions and, of dollars. And, and, you overseas. know, the, here's the excuse. Every uh, big uh, company. Some of the some of the excuses that we hear. Well, if they built here, uh, you know, you wouldn't pay Chris uh, ten thousand dollars for a cell phone. That'd be too much money. You wouldn't pay for that, right? Because you know the American worker wouldn't do this uh, job. Chase, for the cheap. Motorola X is built here. And it's pretty much the same price as every smartphone. But how, that's not possible because, you know, if we build the phone here, it's going to cost you well, more Well, and money. the other thing, you know, the other place where that breaks down is Amazon. Look at the Amazon fulfillment centers yeah, okay. and look at Netflix. Yeah. All of them, because of delivery times, are based uh, – they have they Amazon have what, has they 90 have. around the U.S. Amazon. Yeah, but a lot of the goods in their warehouses are manufactured overseas. Well, sure, sure. I mean, the way, the way I see it is this. You know, one of the big things that made America great, you know, during the de- – after the Great Depression and World War II and all these things is a lot of things were made here. That's and, gone, though. And that's gone now. And the reason why it's gone is because, A, American policy has made it very, very toxic for a company to try to do anything in this market. Now, granted, there are some companies that are doing it well, and they're they doing it efficiently. Yeah, if I'm Rand Paul, I'd tell you the unions drove up the cost of labor and drove labor out of here. So what I would do, honestly, is I would give incentives. Oh, wait. You know what? Local state governments are already fucking doing that now. Yeah. The state of- It's too late. You know what? And here's what I don't I don't understand. If the state is willing to bend over backwards to do something for Boeing, yeah. a large company that's not right. even based oh, here anymore, yeah. why don't they do the same thing for you? Why don't they do the same thing for the other small business who's on, running yeah. a bookstore on Main Street? Or a uh, bookstore is a bad analogy, I know, but doing a small so, service industry or whatever. Why don't they give them? When you look at when you look at technologies like Twitter and Reddit and Bitcoin, do you think that maybe the role of government in solving these problems has come to an end, and now that role is being taken up directly by the people? I mean, do you think that's possible and that we are just going to live a 20, 30-year transition period that's going to be hell? Well, the the worst thing about it is it's going to create a, a greater and bigger uh, rift 
between classes of people, uh, between money classes yeah. and economic I mean, economic classes of people. Kind of, except for because I'm technically literate. I clued into Bitcoin back in 2011, yeah. and I made an investment in something that right now that could change in even a day. Sure. But right now yeah. is worth quite a bit of money. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. So I'm. I, I feel like I'm playing in a sense outside the system with Bitcoin. Yeah. And I wonder if that is, you know, uh, things like peer to peer sync, like BitTorrent Sync and BitTorrent and Bitcoin and uh, GPG encryption and Tor, um, all of these allow us to play outside the system's game and um, create our own economies and create our own rules. Do you think that's the future or do you think, you know, a world dominated by the Trans Pacific Partnership and uh, the new normals and eighty-five billion dollars worth of bond purchases. These and, these and new... discontinuing unemployment benefits. That way, we make the numbers look good. Is that the future, or is it a mix of something in between? The these numbers are are remember it all comes down to showing the money and until <laughs> until the policies change to make it a more uh, more palatable climate. For companies to want to grow and be here yeah. in the U.S., yeah, and it's not just manufacturing; it's anything. Yeah, well, and it's it's uh, at the end of the day, it's about keeping that petrodollar status. It's about keeping that world currency reserve status, yeah. and uh, to do that, it's about image, it's about perception around the world, it's about what you project, and sometimes the cost of the common man well, is is the price it is willing to pay to remain the world leader. It's very frustrating. Does that make sense? It's very yeah, it does. I mean, I'm just kind of putting this yeah. together as I talk I mean, about it, but it, as I think it, about it, it's, I start to think we all become a commodity. We, the workforce, the middle class, I mean the middle class, and of course the poor, become a commodity that the U.S. government is willing to trade in order to project a status of growth, to project a status of economic um, – so one of the things they're saying now is the Fed could taper – on their bond purchasing program because the economy is showing real signs of self-sustained growth now with a 7% unemployment rate. And this which, is an image you want to put forward. Which that number is the most fucking bogus number right. in the world. Because shadow it, stats. Shadow because stats. It, because it doesn't take account of uh, people who are underemployed. It doesn't take account right. of people... But it's all about image. It's all about it's, what you're you project. Right. Yeah. And and maybe you know what? no no you're right because here's the thing Chris I mean you know hey our our, our existing policies must be working correctly uh, because our unemployment numbers are dropping right the Fed's program of buying eighty five billion dollars worth of bonds every single month it must be working out and giving companies tax breaks to take their operations overseas yeah. and Chase bailing out the auto industry bailing out the banks it we was had all to. worth we it. could not let them fail we wouldn't be where we were at now if it nope. wasn't for that nope you know you know nope 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 no. So I, I and I think all of that is at the end of the day ensuring that we are that central economy hmm. to the world economy. Hmm. It's, I mean, obviously you know, uh, it, it, someone may say, "Well, Chase, you know, if you got a job next week, would you still feel that way?" No, I mean, I would be still very, very scared. I mean, because I can see how American government policies. Are, are, are making my job less and less viable because it gives the company incentive to right. eliminate it. It's it's like, uh, have you ever seen the cartoon where the polar bear is jumping between the melting polar ice caps? Oh, yeah. That's what you're doing, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. You're going to jump from one melting polar ice cap to the other melting polar ice cap, and you're going to stay on that until it melts, and then you'll jump to the next and, one. And, and, you know, to be fair, a lot of people have also come to me and say, hey, Chase, you know, this is your time and opportunity to do something on your own. I have been trying to do something on my own 
for years. Oh man! Just because you're talented and just be, and I know I'm stroking myself here. Just because you're talented and you know what the fuck you're doing doesn't mean it's going to instantly happen and you're going to get the money growing on trees. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. You can try as hard as you can, but if you right. can't break through the noise and you can't do what you want to try to do, it doesn't matter. Right. And I've been trying to break through the noise for years. It just, you know what happens to some people? Some people get lucky. Some people get a fucking reality show and they are no talent ass clowns like the Kardashians <laughs> and they fucking make they millions make the times of dollars list. because you know what? I did a porno. Right. Maybe that's what I need to do, Chris. I need to do a porno Dude. nude. I'm just saying. With Bill Clinton. That's what I was going to say. And then that's all I got to do. Well, uh, we did have a bit of feedback that uh, kind of, you know, looking into this. So yeah. this feedback kind of bounced off a couple of things that came in. There was an article that ran in the New York Times this week called Invisible Child. And uh, it was about the uh, record high. It's kind of sad, but the record high uh, um, homeless rate for children in New York State. And we have some of the stats in the show notes. But to kind of put a bit of a positive spin on this. Yeah. We got a good old DS9 DS9 crossover reference, <laughs> and that kind of makes me happy. Yeah, so uh, this came in uh, from Nathan. says, hey, I know everyone loves when a show takes a detour to the Star Trek franchise. So uh, Unfilter is a Linux weekly show we do, and the whole thing about it is completely unscripted. And one week, we decided we were going to talk about Deep Space Nine. That's awesome. And they hated it. However, you mean Linux on uh, unplugged? Uh, yeah, I think you said unfilter, unfilter oh. or something. Well, so on on the unplugged show, it's no script. Yeah. However, we did uh, DS9, and now down the road, we got emails like oh, this. Oh, I love this. So uh, let me start again. Uh, I know everyone loves a show when it takes a detour through the Star Trek franchise. In fact, the unplugged episode that covered DS9's pilot prompted me to watch my way back through the series. When I watched episodes 57 and 58, past tense, parts one and two. I couldn't help but think that our current political environment made for the log- logical foundation of the state of the union in this de- depiction of 2024. Yeah, these, uh, these. I remember that. That was that was the that was the one where they were in San Francisco, right? Wow, and- look at you, good. Yeah, this is uh, this is when uh, I thought uh, it was great. A transporter accident sends a couple of the a few of the Defiant crew, uh, Bashir, Dax, and uh, Cisco. Back in time, where uh, we have the, uh, the United States has taken all of our homeless and we have moved them into like these containment areas, like these districts, like these unemployment districts and these yep. homeless districts. And you, and you had to have certain cards to have certain jobs. And yeah, you were given food rations and and things like that. No, I remember this episode very vividly. And it was like it, it what it what it, what it was it was Star Trek at its best, where it sort of challenges a concept and says. Let's take this homeless thing, where it's at today, and let's just take it to its absolute conclusion, where we're going with this, and how awful that is. And then, let's show everyone how we as humanity sort of solved the problem. And we kind of took something that was just awful, and we made good with it. Yeah. And that was what was really encouraging about the episode. And that, Great episode. You know, if you look back at history, sometimes that does happen. Sometimes things look bad, and then we turn things around. But you know, one of the things in, that, in the premise of that episode is you had people not not necessarily protesting, but actually coming to the point of violence and possibly giving right. up their lives. Right. And the, the, some people in society today would probably do that, but the majority, I think, of Americans won't. 
I don't know. I don't know if it it would it would it would push yeah. them to the point of fighting it f- with their life. You know, there there was uh, there was a clip I almost put in the unfiltered supporters show about. Uh, I think it was in the Ukraine right now. They're rioting because of economic deals with the EU, and I just thought, boy, could you ever see America rioting rioting because of economic deals? I mean, look at the Trans Pacific Partnership, right? Nobody's saying right. anything. No one, yeah, no one's. Yeah. Well, you know what, Chase? Yeah. You never know. There's been a pretty strong response to this whole NSA stuff. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things that, you know, thanks to you guys plugging in and keeping it on the radar, not just on our right. radar. We're taking advantage of, I mean, not to sound corny, but it really is the internet information revolution where we all are a little bit more aware of what the hell's actually going on. Yeah. And one of the places you can help influence this show, help us to direct the content, let us know what you're interested in, mm-hmm. what directions this show should follow, yeah. is by engaging in our subreddit. Chase, where would they find that? They can go to unfiltered.reddit.com. What? Where, where you can uh, talk about and really communicate with other fellow members of the unfiltered community. Now, Every time around this time, I make a prediction. I, I you know, do you I, remember your prediction I, from I last week? I am Miss Cleo. Uh, I think it was the tax number. I think I, it was ten forty. Yep, yeah. I got the red book right here. It was. In fact, you predicted that we would reach ten forty, one thousand and now it wasn't a huge jump from the previous week because you know I you know I like that number. What are we at right now though? Uh, I got us some sad news. Nah, not really. <laughs> one thousand fifty one. Hey, what? That's right. What do you want to predict for next week? Well, I'm gonna put know, it right. I'll write it in right now. It's uh, you know, it's our last week. It's our last episode of 2013. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a higher, a little bit higher prediction. I'm gonna go ten since we we won't be doing this until the new year. 1075 is gonna be my prediction. So we'll have one episode left to see if we make it to 1075. Yes. Wow. That's gonna be. I'm making a huge jump. I know it's a tough one. Hey Chase, if I was a player and wanted to find out what you're up to throughout the week, maybe if you got that job or not, where would I go? Well, you can head over uh, to does Chase have a job yet.com if you want to know about the job. But hey, head over to chasenewness.com. Uh, okay. You could circle me, you could follow me, uh, you can uh, link up with me. Well, you on just LinkedIn. got them all right there, yeah, don't now, you? Now, Chris, you tweet. Oh, you put dude. pictures out. Wisdom you, you are 140, 140 characters. Oh, man, you're the man. Twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S, my oh, friend. Man. What about you? You got any uh, maybe Minecraft shows? You Geek know, Gamer uh, Weekly? Geek Gamer Weekly, Minecraft Me. We do a lot of things. We talk about CES, all the great stuff, geekgamer.tv. I want you guys to join us next Wednesday, yeah, our last episode please. of 2013. Go over to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get the time. And, of course, if you're a supporter, go check your inbox. you got the newsletter and a brand-new supporter show. All right, everyone, thanks so much for joining this week's episode of Unfiltered. We'll see you right back here next week. week.